ஹலோ டாக்டர் குட் மார்னிங் அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சர்ஜிக்கல் எஜுகேட்டர் பாட்காஸ்ட் கேன் யூ டெல் மீ அபவுட் யுவர் செல்ஃப் ஹாய் டூட் குட் மார்னிங் டு ஆல் த லிசனர்ஸ் அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு தி சர்ஜிக்கல் எஜுகேட்டர் பாட்காஸ்ட் ஐ எம் அ பீடியாட்ரிக் சர்ஜன் ஒர்க்கிங் அஸ் ப்ரொஃபஸர் ஆஃப் சர்ஜரி இன் அ மெடிக்கல் காலேஜ் இன் மலேஷியா ஐ பீன் டீச்சிங் சர்ஜரி டு மெடிக்கல் ஸ்டூடெண்ட்ஸ் ஃபார் மோர் தேன் தேர்ட்டி இயர்ஸ் டு போத் அண்டர் கிராஜுவேட்ஸ் and postgraduates i have a passion for teaching and launched a youtube channel surgical educator 7 years ago to teach surgery to medical students and surgical trainees last month i launched a dedicated website to this youtube channel i am an experienced and dedicated surgical faculty having a passion and commitment to help my students to succeed I am also fostering a positive learning environment to maximize individual student performance. Hello doc, having launched a YouTube channel and a dedicated website, why you are launching this audio podcast now? You see, now I am using three modes of teaching, namely YouTube video podcasts, blogs in my website and this audio podcast which i am going to launch i think all these three methods are complementary to each other moreover these audio podcasts have some distinct advantages they are it's easier to listen to podcasts longer than reading for a long time number 2 excellent learning tool for visually impaired students this podcast Number three, learning new things by podcast not only educates the students, but it also shown to improve their moods by stimulation of mesolimbic pathway in the brain, which secretes dopamine, the mood-elevating hormone. Number four, the round-the-clock availability of the podcast with learn anywhere at any time, according to the student's convenience and speed of learning is a very big plus point for quick revision this podcast is very very useful and number 6 this is a great way to learn whenever they have lesser time or even while they are doing their daily tasks like commuting driving walking exercising and even cooking so during doing the daily task also you can hear these podcasts hi now these educational podcasts are meant for whom this is meant for all undergraduate medical students all over the world without any geographical restrictions that is number 1 number 2 it is meant for all postgraduate surgical trainees especially in general surgery and pediatric surgery number 3 all medical students around the world who are appearing for their qualifying exam or the competitive entrance exams for example the qualifying exams are mbbs ms mch mrcs and fcs the competitive entrance exams like the next exam the neat pg neat ss usmle 
AMC that is Australian Medical Council exam, PLAB, etc. So for all these exams, I mean this podcast will be very useful. Dear doctor, what is going to be your format for your future podcast? See, similar to my YouTube videos, here in this audio podcast also, I am going to use problem-oriented case-based teaching. That means I discuss various surgical problems and the different causes for these surgical problems. The highlight would be how to differentiate one cause from the commonest cause for that particular surgical problem. This is what is called clinical reasoning and this is the most important skill a student should acquire while posting or while doing the surgical posting. I strongly believe that this type of teaching results in immersive and transformational learning. So some transformation will happen in the students. I will be discussing the various surgical lessons under the following subheadings in all my the podcasts. We can acquire knowledge by mainly two, two ways. One is by reading books, that is theoretical knowledge. Another one is by examining the patients. <coughs> this you can acquire during your surgical posting. But in this podcast, because we are not having the patient with us, I will be discussing just like our textbook, but I will be uh, talking about uh, uh, like uh, like a textbook only I am going to talk but I will be having problem oriented case based I will be discussing a case scenario also and I will discuss according to the problems so suppose one topic I am going to discuss suppose the next episode if I am going to do it scrotal swelling and if I am going to discuss about hydrocele various causes for the scrotal swelling I will discuss but in all these surgical, I mean, lesions or surgical disease, I will be, uh, uh, I will be talking it under the same subheadings. That is what I am going to discuss now. Suppose if it is some surgical topic, I will ask myself, what is the epidemiology of this surgical problem? Or sorry, surgical lesion. So we have to think of in epidemiology, what is the incidence of this disease? Is it common in male or female patient? Is it common in which age group? And this particular disease is common in, in which geographical area? This is regarding epidemiology. The second question I will ask myself is, what is the etiology of this particular surgical disease? Usually all diseases could be a congenital problem or it could be some infection or inflammation or it could be an autoimmune disease or it could be even neoplastic. Under neoplastic, it could be a benign disease or it could be a malignant disease. So number three, then I have to ask myself, what is the pathology of this particular surgical lesion? So you have to know what is the structural and functional changes occurring in the patient in this particular uh, disease. And what are the various types of biopsies we have to do to prove the diagnosis 
and how this tumor is spreading elsewhere and getting deposited in distant organs. What is it through the lymphatic spread, through the hematogenous spread, <coughs> or is it a local spread or contiguous nearby organ may be invaded. So these all the things comes under the pathology. Then the third thing is we have to ask ourselves what are the clinical features. So under the clinical features mainly two things you should know. What are the symptoms? Symptoms means it is nothing but the history taking. So what are the questions you have to ask in a particular uh, problem or suppose if patient is complaining some problem. Okay, suppose acute right lower quadrant pain. Then you should know what are the questions. For example, if it is abdominal pain, of course, you have to ask the Socrates history. So like that, according to what your patient is complaining, you have to decide what questions you have to ask. That is very important. That is history taking or the symptoms. And the number two in clinical feature is sign. Sign is nothing but the physical examination. So you have to do the inspection, the palpation, the percussion and auscultation and you have to elicit the signs. This, this differs from the, the according to the disease. Okay, if it is abdominal problem, you have to examine the abdomen. If it is a thyroid problem, you have to examine the thyroid gland. So how to examine that you have to acquire. That skill you have to acquire is very, very important. What are the signs? You should know how to do it. And then the next thing you have to ask yourself is, now at this stage, after doing a thorough, I mean, after getting a um, thorough uh, history and a thorough physical examination, we should arrive at a provisional diagnosis or the most probable diagnosis. It could be sometime a straightforward single diagnosis or in many times we will be thinking of different possibilities or the differential diagnosis. So in this case, we have to do investigation either to prove our diagnosis or to refute other possibilities. So under investigation, broadly you have to do laboratory investigation and imaging investigation. So laboratory investigation, okay, the blood investigation, the urine, stool, CSF, all comes under laboratory investigation. Imaging starting from the x-ray to the PT, PET scan. So everything comes under imaging. It is not only both the lab investigation and imaging in investigation. You have to do only relevant investigation which is important to come to a diagnosis in that particular patient. Just because some investigations are available in your hospital or institution, you should not do it. That is why I told it is relevant investigation only you have to do. Okay, not only ordering the investigation, after getting the report, all the students must know how to read this, either the lab report, you should know the normal value. Or if you are, on, if you are ordering an abdominal x-ray or chest x-ray, you should know how to read it. Like same, like even CT scan, ultrasound, everything you must know how to read, even though you are going to get a report from the radiologist. Then after all this investigation, now you will come to a definitive or final diagnosis. In case of tumor <coughs> in, or swelling anywhere in the body, 
in a surgical patient the final diagnosis we will arrive only after getting a biopsy report so you have to do a biopsy to confirm the diagnosis and that is called final diagnosis and this will be done only by the pathologist so after arriving at that diagnosis up to this the history taking the physical examination and investigation after that we are arriving at a diagnosis this is what is called problem solving because all our patients are coming to us with a problem not with a diagnosis and we are arriving at a diagnosis after doing a thorough history taking and uh, thorough physical examination and even after investigation we are arriving or biopsy also we are arriving at a diagnosis and this is called surgical problem solving after uh, uh, getting a definitive diagnosis now we have to plan the treatment what treatment to do for this particular problem if it is surgical i mean intervention or conservative if surgical intervention when to do the surgery whether we have to do to do the surgery immediately or we can do it as an elective procedure or we can do conservative so majority of our surgical patients they need some sort of surgical intervention but some surgical problems like acute pancreatitis we need not do surgery at all majority of acute pancreatitis we treat them conservatively only so this you have to know and undergraduate students you have to know only the name of the surgery because you are not going to do surgery unless you are going to become a surgeon whereas the post graduates students they must know the operative surgical procedure how to put the incision how to do the surgery the various steps of the surgery everything they have to know theoretically as well as they should do hands on in the uh, operating theater and they should gain that experience this is very very important for the surgical trainees then after even after doing the surgery or uh, doing the treatment for the surgical patients some of our patients may develop complication and these complications may be early complication or late complication and as a surgeon you should know how to deal with all these complications and then okay after maybe one or two days in case of laparoscopic surgery or if it is a open surgery we used to discharge the patient after 7 days so you have to discharge them ask them to come back maybe after a week to remove the suture or for the follow up if it is a benign case okay the patient has to come and meet you only one or two occasions after the surgery is over whereas if it is a malignant problem suppose you did a hemicolectomy radical right hemicolectomy then you have to ask the patient to come and meet you as often as possible because how often they have to come and what investigations you have to do during that follow up meeting as a surgeon you must know why we are asking the patient to come and Uh, meet us quite often because we want to pick up either the recurrence of the primary or secondary elsewhere in the body by asking the patient to come and meet us very frequently so that we can pick up these lesions in a very early stage that is the main thing why we are asking them to come and meet us now i have discussed 
the topic under eight questions i was talking about this is the total surgical care for a patient so even after discharging the patient if it is a cancer patient you have to do a correct follow up to pick up early recurrence or the distant metastasis dear doctor what advice do you want to give to your listeners yeah number 1 i request my audience or the listeners to hear this podcast ideally with a headphone number 2 don't mechanically listen this podcast instead visualize what i am discussing as a real patient and see all the symptoms and signs in that patient in other words you should not just hear the podcast but should run a mental movie along what you are hearing regarding the patient under discussion number 3 you can hear this podcast while commuting or driving walking jogging cooking or just before going to sleep but don't forget to use headphones number 4 just allow my words and the mental movie you are visualizing to permeate into your mind so that it will get imprinted in your subconscious mind then the recall of the information needed is easier number 5 if you think these educational podcasts are very effective learning tools kindly spread it to your friends and students i strongly believe word of mouth is the best form of marketing even in this age of digital marketing dear doctor you told you are going to teach problem based so what problem you are going to discuss in your next episode you see i'll be discussing scrotal swellings and the different causes for the scrotal swellings i will make separate episode for each cause of scrotal swellings i wish all of you happy learning and listen your way to mastery of surgery thank you doctor for all your answers and wishing you all success in your new endeavor bye bye thank you very much dude bye bye see you all in the next episode